From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Weiss, and Ryan Fox. Welcome to Wednesday. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're we're glad you're with us as we get ready to uh, roll through a Wednesday. Talking a lot of football with you today. Uh, we say good morning to uh, Ward Weiss. Good morning, Ward Weiss. Good morning. How are we? Outstanding. Ready to roll? Yep. Did you do your cow this morning? Jog, yeah. jog three miles? I did not. So do you, what do you do to get rolling? I mean, is there is there a routine that says, hey, I, once I get this done, I'm ready to tackle the day? Walk, Coco. <laughs> so you do that quite early, don't you? I mean, you yeah, guys, very early. Yeah. Oh, you and Coco go. I mean, do you like have a conversation with with Coco? Does Coco Most of the time? Yeah. Does Coco converse back? That's the question I want to know. Of course she does. Well, of course. <laughs> Ryan, good morning. What's going on? Good morning. Happy Hump Day. Absolutely. Ah, uh, all right. So on the program today, we're going to talk with Linden Health. They got a well. Look, they they stopped a seventeen game losing skid. Won a ball game uh, on Friday night. And really, Ward, you've been there. No time to celebrate. You got to get ready. They got a short week. They're playing tomorrow night. They're playing on Thursday night. Sometimes that's the best thing. You know what? You're right. And they they not only play tomorrow night, but that's it's it's a district ball game because this is a nine team district. Four five A is. It's a nine team district, so you play eight district contest, and it starts tomorrow night. For, for Waco. So uh, they'll play the Granberry Pirates at Waco ISD Stadium. We'll have it right here on ESPN. So uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to him about that coming up around 7.30. 8 o'clock this morning, Josh Neighbors talks Big 12 football with us like he always does. And at 8.30, we're going to talk with Jeff Howe from um, Horns 247 Sports and uh, 104.9 The Horn FM Radio down in Austin. Uh, and I want to get his thoughts on what everybody in the greater Austin area think of this Alabama matchup. I mean, is this a big game in their opinion? Is this is, you know, if, if they get run out of the gym, what's it mean? If they, if they upset Alabama, what's, what's it mean? What does this game mean in the big scheme of things to Texas football and where they're at and where they want to go? So we'll kind of get into that and that'll be fun. I mean, I think there's probably three or four different ways to look at this game, Ward. I mean, what, how would the coaches look at this game? Would they say, hey, you know what? It's a non-conference football game in our second season. Is that how they look at it? Downplay it? Or do they go, this could be a statement game for us? I mean, how well, does Sarkeesian and, and, and the staff look at this game? I think you have to look at it as it could be a statement game. I mean, you don't go into any game thinking, well, it's just another non-conference game. It's, it's a game where you – you can get better, and if you can play your best and some things break your way, you can come away with a huge win. And you know that would be that would be a, a a tremendous shot for this program. I'll be curious to see how they sell it to their team, because if they 
look, I, th- I think they get beat, and I think they get beat soundly. If they do, how do they sell this to their team? You know, is yeah, this you, you, you learn from it and move on. Yeah. And so that's why I went at the, the angle of, is this just another non-conference game or, you know, game days here and, and all that stuff. I mean, there's, there's a lot of pageantry to, to this game. So we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, and, uh, ah, Ward, it's over. The Rangers skid is over. They be another one. They beat. They beat. Boy, you are so negative. I thought I was a negative Nancy until I met Ward. <laughs> <laughs> negative. I'm a realist. <laughs> yeah. Which converts anyway. Uh, they they beat the Astros. They beat the first play. They beat the best team in baseball. So if you can beat the best team in baseball, <laughs> you should be able to go on a run. Negative. <laughs> Anyway, so we'll, we'll we'll discuss that after eight o'clock. By the way, because our friend's driving to work right now, we don't want to we don't want to upset him. Seven oh five. Let's begin with some uh, with some sad news, and it came out um, came out. I, I think about the time we were getting off the air. At least that's when I saw it. Uh, Guy Morris, the former Baylor football coach, uh, passed away at the age of seventy one. And just, I mean, such a nice man. He was just a genuinely a nice guy. Played at TCU, played at Philadelphia and New England. And I think he spent 15, 16 years in the league. Uh, but genuinely just a good human being. And his, his I know when they were getting ready to leave, his his wife, Jackie, sent us a note and and. And, and thanked us for everything we, we did and hey, just just good people. Uh, and I'll say this, and I've said this before, and I believe this wholeheartedly, I don't think Guy Morris gets the credit that he deserves. His one loss record was not very good here. But where they started at, Ward, you, you, you've been in programs and been around programs where man, you've got, you've got a long dig just to get back to, to level. And, and that's where they were when they took over this program and they, I, I I think they reestablished some, some relationships with Texas high school football coaches and, and did some nice things, had, had a nice staff too. Uh, just, they really, they really did have had some good football coaches here and, and, you know, they weren't able to get over the hump, but they were able to get the thing going again, which I think opened the door for other guys. To, uh, to come in and, and, and kind of get going. So uh, our thoughts and our prayers are with the, the Morris family uh, as uh, Coach Morris passes away at the age of 71. All right, uh, one other note I wanted to pass along in this first segment is, uh, is about Franco Harris. The Steelers guys are going to retire Franco's jersey this year. Number 32 will never be worn by another Pittsburgh Steeler in conjunction with the anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. How, how how long ago, Ward, would you think? Oh, it's been, what, 45? It's 50 years. 50? Good guess. I would have said 30, you know. It's been 50 years since that that day. 
Yeah, and they get to do it against the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, stop He it. made the catch against. Yeah. I mean, that ball's batted around, and it's an incompletion, and somehow, somewhere, he comes out of nowhere and right off the top of his shoes, catches that ball. But it was 1972 that that occurred, and that is unbelievable. Playoff game, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was a. It was. Well, I'd say it's a playoff game. It was the AFC Championship? Mm-hmm. I just looked it up. AFC Championship game, nineteen seventy-two. Holy smokes! That's that's unbelievable that it's been fifty years. <laughs> Which got me to thinking about individual plays that just jump out at you. Uh the the original Hail Mary stall back to to Drew Pearson mm-hmm. in Minnesota mm-hmm. outside by the way was that the game where the somebody threw the 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 whiskey bottle and hit the official or something like that I'm was sure that the same was, game I'm sure there was more than one of those <laughs> in uh, Minneapolis I guess mm-hmm. but yeah uh, can you, can you think of others is there an, is we looked at, uh, how about, how about uh, Boston College over Miami? Doug, Doug Flutie, Flutie. Mm-hmm. on the final play. Yeah, that'll live forever. The original Hail Mary? Yeah, we just we just mentioned that. Yeah. Stall back to, to Drew Pearson. I mean, the throw that Doug Flutie made won him a Heisman, didn't it? Uh, it sealed the deal, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's, that's – I. Look, there's not many plays or games where I can tell you, hey, I was I was right here doing this, but that game, I can tell you exactly where I was. I was sitting in Dallas, Texas at my brother's house getting ready to go do a high school football playoff game at Forster Field in Dallas. Waiting, you know, waiting to drove up a little early and just hung out and watched the game. And what an unbelievable finish to that game. Uh do you, me- do, you me- do you remember the game that you were going to call that night? Oh, it was Conley in, in uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely, I remember. It was. Uh, you got to mention the catch from. Oh, Dwight Clark. Oh. Do I have to? I mean, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go a greatest place, that's got to be one in NFL history. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking about plays that that just redefined a game, redefined a season. Yeah, well, I that, know. That, that redefined was, a franchise. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And I think it changed the narrative of of a quarterback for the Cowboys too, quite frankly. You know, if you'll remember, and I think we've talked about this, but if you'll remember Danny White took him down and got the lead. Yeah, he did. He he guided the Cowboys down. They got the lead before Joe Montana and Dwight Clark did their deal. Mm-hmm. Where was Danny White when all that was going on? He was standing next to Tom Landry. The offense was on the sideline. But I think it kind of redefined how Cowboy fans viewed Danny White. And I don't know why. Other than the quarterback gets too much credit and, and too much blame. You know, and then they've got close, didn't they, Ward? Didn't they? I mean, a couple of times under Danny White to the NFC Championship, but never yeah, got was, there. Never got there. Never got to the Super Bowl. So, are there others? Oh, we were talking. I mean, I, ne- I didn't even about, think about that one. Um, 
Peyton Manning with the uh, helmet catch? Oh, yeah. That was in a Super Bowl, wasn't it? Yep, sure was. David Tyree? Yeah. See, you you know the guy's name. And I, I was thinking about a Super Bowl with the Steelers and the Cowboys, and I know that this probably wasn't at that same level, but it sure, I think, kind of changed the game is the uh, – it's the Lynn Swan catch over Mark Washington. You remember that one? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that that was a devastating catch. I mean, I don't know how you defend a guy any better. But number 46, Mark Washington's defending Lynn Swan. And somehow Lynn Swan caught that pass from Terry Bradshaw. And, you know, look, that was it was it was a big time catch at the moment. I'm just trying to think, but I don't think it redefined that game. It helped propel them onto a, a win, mm-hmm. but man, oh man, I'm talking about plays that redefine games that you just, I don't know. How about, well, and I don't remember who they were playing, but there was a play with Guy Morris coaching Kentucky where they'd already given him the Gatorade bath. And they end up getting beat. I think it was Florida. I'm not. I'm not that. sure, but uh, they'd already doused him with the Gatorade, thinking that the Wildcats were going to get a victory. And somehow there was a a huge play, and and uh, Kentucky ended up losing the football games. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, so if you can help, you want to you want to text in or, or or whatever. We'd love to hear from you if you got a play that. We're not thinking about, and I'm sure there's plenty. 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660 is our CNC Collision Center text line. You can jump in and uh, and, and let us know uh, of a play. Yes, you're looking, you're efforting there, uh, Ryan? Yes, it was against LSU. LSU, okay. They uh, LSU was actually had 14 points that game, and Kentucky roared back to take the lead with – and then LSU came back and scored after he was doused with Gatorade. They scored with 11 seconds left to yeah. beat Kentucky. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, so there's there's some out there. There's some out there. Bart Starr's touchdown in the ice bowl. Yep. Boy, that was, what was that, 62? 67. 67? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right, so you can jump in. We'd love to hear from you on our CNC Collision Center text line. It is a 714. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the John Moore Show. Kevin Eschenfelder, our guest, University of Houston, football play-by-play. I think the anticipation is going to be much greater. You know, we're going to be able to build rivalries between uh, Houston and Baylor and, and, you know, historic rivalries that the guys that are your age can, you know, think back and appreciate those teams that played against one another in the Southwest Conference days. And, uh, you know, I think college football will be better for it. John Moore's weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge Checking and Savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB Your Bank for Life. Member FDIC. 
The Crawford Booster Club is a nonprofit organization that supports all pirate and lady pirate athletic teams. Through the sale of Crawford Apparel and a spring fundraiser, they're able to purchase needed items and products that are typically not in the school athletic budget. The Crawford Booster Club is proud of all the high school and junior high athletic teams, including football and baseball, boys and girls basketball, tennis, cross country, track and field, and golf, and girls volleyball and softball. They encourage all Crawford residents to go to the games, both home and on the road, and let the coaches and student athletes hear your support. As fuel cost has risen, make sure your vehicle is summer ready. To get the best fuel mileage, take the proper steps needed in maintaining your vehicle properly with Kish's Complete Car Care Center's maintenance. There are many aspects of maintaining the fuel economy of your car. With rising fuel costs, we can make sure you get the best fuel mileage possible. Take the proper steps in maintaining your vehicle today at Kish's Complete Car Care Center. 5300 Franklin Avenue. Founded in 2007, DeShazo and Nesbitt Law Firm provides experienced, client-focused legal representation for businesses on all varieties of employment issues. Whether it's helping businesses with their employee handbooks, comply with medical leave laws, covenants not to compete, or employment contracts, DeShazo and Nesbitt is here to help your business on all your employment law needs. A proud supporter of Waco High Lions, DeShazo and Nesbitt. Learn more at dnaustin.com. Your one stop for all your farm and ranch supplies is Barn on Country Store. And when it's time to buy feed for all your animals, they're the official Purina dealer. Barn on Country Store also stocks lawn and garden supplies, outdoor furniture, ag hardware, Yeti products, and Circle E and Tyler candles. Go by and say hello to Paula, Chelsea, and the gang at Barn on Country Store, located at 7991 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. And check them out online at barnuncountrystore.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kyocera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Make your trash disappear. Call your friends at Frontier. Frontier Waste Solutions is a locally owned and operated waste management company. We are Texas-based and Texas-proud. Frontier Waste offers roll-off dumpster rentals, commercial waste disposal, and residential garbage collection. At Frontier Waste, we will pick up your trash. Our equipment is well-maintained, and we have a great culture here where employees are taken care of, too. Call me for your municipal, commercial, and construction dumpster quotes today. Sabrina with Frontier, 254-855-6683. Or on our website, FrontierWaste.com. The source for Baylor athletic news and information, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom, Ward, and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Great day, 718, 18 minutes after 7 o'clock, and... uh, we're just kind of rolling through this this Wednesday morning as uh, we talk sports with you. Let, uh, a couple of quick ones here. Let's go to the CNC Collision Center text line. Uh, the Seahawks should have run the ball instead of throwing the ball. There's no question about that. That yep. thanks to Jr. for that one. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Music City Miracle. Yeah, Ward mentioned that during the break. Yes. Uh, the Music City Miracle. 
Uh, boy, that was a crazy play. And we were talking, I don't remember if you mentioned it earlier, but there was that play, the Cal-Stanford game. Oh, yeah. Uh, when yeah. the band came on the field. The band came on the field. That was, <laughs> what a wacky play. Oh, goodness. What a wacky play. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we got Music Series Miracle again. Uh, uh, Santonio Holmes' catch. Yep, against the Cardinals. Oh, the uh, Minneapolis Miracle as well, to Stephon Diggs and the Oh, yeah. NFC divisional round against New Orleans. Yep. John Hunt said he was uh he was uh in Colorado and he watched the Franco catch live. Wow. I mean that's fifty that's awesome. years. That is fifty years ago. How old was I? How old were you? I was negative, <laughs> negative? twenty-eight. <laughs> my, my parents weren't even born yet. That's crazy. Stop it. <laughs> so ah, i'm trying i'm just trying to think of some others uh and i know that there's got to be some you know some hell mary type plays there's only one real hell mary and we all know about that one yes and that of course is the uh roger the dodger to uh to drew pearson 12 to 88 and he just backpedaled into the end zone a couple of steps ah i remember it well uh, let's see what else uh, do we got going on. Oh, let's um, Big Twelve schedule this week is uh, well, uh, you're gonna have uh, well the the big game around here obviously is Baylor and BYU, and that'll be coming up at nine fifteen Texas time with a seven o'clock broadcast. Pot of coffee, get ready to roll. John JJ Ricky have it for you seven o'clock right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, elsewhere, it will be Missouri and Kansas State, Alabama and Texas. That is, both of those are 11 o'clock kicks, by the way. Alabama and Texas will be on Fox, and uh, Missouri and Kansas State is on the Deuce. Uh, Iowa State at Iowa, that is going to be on the Big Ten Network. How about that one? That's a little little robbery game, I suspect. Iowa State and Iowa. That's uh, a good one. Houston and Texas Tech. I'm I'm curious to see how... The Cougars respond after that that big victory. I mean, they went to triple overtime and got the victory on the road at UTSA. But you've always heard where there's big highs, there can be big lows. Yes. They, and I want to see how they respond uh, against the uh, Red Raiders at 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Kansas will be at West Virginia. There's your conference game right out of the box. Uh, Kent State will travel to Oklahoma for a uh, payday. And that's all that will be is uh, Arizona state then also travels to Oklahoma state. And uh, here's another payday game. Tarleton is going to Fort Worth to take on TCU. I'll be there. Here's the thing. They don't have to travel far. Nope. They no. could probably go up on day of the game. There's no reason to go stay in a hotel the no. night before. Stay in your own bed. What is that? Uh, an hour? Maybe. 15? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, on a bus, yeah, I'd say an hour 15. So there you go. All right, uh, and as we mentioned, uh, Baylor takes on BYU. It is uh, going to be a road game, and we uh, we we talked a little bit about it yesterday, and just it's going to be a raucous crowd. I mean, it really yes. is, and BYU, uh, you know, the, their fans treat you well, according to uh, everything we've heard. But once that game gets started, it's on. And uh, one of the things, Gavin Holmes, who had a big punt return for a touchdown. 72 yards. 72 yards last week against uh, Albany. Uh, he, he met with the media yesterday, and he was asked about playing on the road. 
Oh yeah, yeah. We've been uh, we've been we've been training for this all spring, summer, fall camp. You know, we knew that we know we got a lot of tough road games this year. So you know, like I said, coach has been putting us in situations uh, to prepare for that. So I definitely I think we're ready for sure. I know that they practice one time during the fall at nine fifteen at night. They started the practice because look, you could say it's eight fifteen Mountain Time or whatever. You can say it all you want to, and the clocks can show it, but their body clocks. Your body clock says it's nine fifteen at night. And one of the things, and you heard us talk about it when when we had uh, uh, the interview with uh, Jeff Hansen. Well, Dave Aranda. Well, that as well. Yeah, Dave Aranda yesterday. Uh, I asked him about the late start and what you do with, with your team. And the one thing he said you can't do is you can't just lay around and sleep all day. You can't just lay around and sleep all day. So uh, that, it'll be interesting to see how how fast Baylor starts. Does it take them some time to get into the flow of the game and, and those type of things? Is you know, you look, nine fifteen is late, but it, that's that's – Television dictates, and ESPN says we want the game, and uh, I think Mark Jones is going to call the play-by-play. Robert Griffin the third will be on, will be the analyst for the uh, for the telecast. So that'll be interesting, and of course the radio broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas with Mark uh, with Mark with uh, John JJ and Ricky. Uh, he uh, he being Gavin Holmes was asked about what he sees in BYU. Yeah, you know, they're a, they're a very well-coached team. They're very disciplined. Um, they're always in the right spots. You know, they don't have too many, um, you know, beat themselves kind of mistakes, you know. So, like Coach says, it's going to be our standard versus theirs. So, we're going to have to go in there and play very disciplined, sound game of football because we know that's what they're going to do, you know. And, and we beat them last year, so they're going to be coming with everything that they got, you know. So, we got to give them everything that we got. So, we're excited for it. And that will be the the case, Ward, with a with a veteran football team. I I think I read, and I don't know the number may vary sixteen seven, but I read eighteen of their twenty two starters from last year's ten win season are back this year. So this is this is you know we talk about Baylor having a veteran group up front, offense, defensive lines. They're they're veteran everywhere. How beneficial is that, particularly playing at home? Oh, it's huge. I mean, anytime you have that many starters coming back uh, to any football team, I don't care what level you're on, you're ahead of the game. And so now it depends on what do you have backing them up? What kind of depth do you have in place for that? And so uh, it it gives you a distinct advantage because, you know, you're not having to go through and, and teach certain entities of the game like game speed and things like that to to guys that have been there done that and i think just guessing here i think they probably have a pretty good handle on the playbook (laughs) having been in the system as long as they have so uh you know all you're doing is adding tweaking kind of redefining some of the stuff so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that goes at 9 15 9 15 on Saturday night. Again, uh, you know, Missouri K-State, that'll be an interesting game. Iowa State, Iowa, you know, in-state, knockdown, drag out maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we were just talking about it a minute ago. How does Houston, after the, the emotional win, how do they respond with another road game at Texas Tech? Uh, you know, is that a big high, big low thing, or do they go in there and, and play well? Uh, first conference game, 
uh, of the season is Kansas at West Virginia. And how desperately bad does Neil Brown and the Mountaineers need to win after that loss on Thursday night? And and this is a home game, and you got to take care of your home field. Uh, oh, they need to win, but they'll run Kansas out of the gym. You think? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kansas, and they apparently they like the direction they're headed as they've extended their coach's deal, which Leopold. So we'll see. All right, uh, so we got uh, we got some stuff for you as far as Saturday's college football. Look forward to it. Again, our broadcast begins at 7 p.m. Uh, from uh, from Provo before the, the Baylor and BYU game at 9.15. We're going to step aside, and when we come back, we are going to visit with Lyndon Health, the head coach of the Waco Lions. But first, let's get an update on the Dallas Cowboys with Christy Scales. It's our Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carbuick GMC Cadillac. Check them out at richardcar.com. Hi, everyone. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Demarcus Lawrence tells you about opening the regular season against the GOAT, Tom Brady, right after this. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. For the second straight year, the Cowboys open the regular season against Tampa, which means defensive end Demarcus Lawrence matches wits with arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady. It's a challenge Lawrence relishes. Everybody knows Tom Brady's the GOAT, uh, especially at quarterback and how precise he is with his offense. Um, being able to go against him again for another uh, week one start of the season, um, it's a great opportunity for us. Um, we prepare well during training camp. Now it's time to let the dogs loose. The Bucks won last year on a last-second field goal, but the Cowboy defense did pick off two passes as well as recover two fumbles. And the Bucks have a revamped offensive line so Lawrence and his teammates could create some favorable one-on-one matchups. With the Cowboys Report, I'm Christy Scales. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now, they sit forgotten, in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we pushed to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks. Whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again. Get it dressed up again. 
and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeyear Drive in Waco. Established in 2007 and independently owned, Alliance Bank Central Texas is committed to helping families and businesses meet their financial goals. From their tellers to their board of directors, they know the importance of superior service and competitive products. Customers have confidence knowing that their financial needs are in good hands. It's your bank, Alliance Bank Central Texas, with two Waco locations, 4721 Bosque Boulevard and 191 Archway Drive on Highway 84 and at AllianceBankTexas.com. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor has moved up a spot in the AP poll and two spots in the coaches poll. Alabama is still number one, now followed by Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Michigan. Texas A&M and Oklahoma start the next five in both polls. Then the coaches have Baylor, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. Notre Dame, Baylor, and USC finish off the AP top ten. Former Baylor football coach Guy Morris has passed away at the age of 71. He also coached at Kentucky and A&M Commerce after his playing days at TCU and the NFL. The Rangers beat the Astros 4-3. They finished the season series tonight in Houston, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. All right, 734, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And we're joined now by Waco Lions head coach Lyndon Held. Uh, coach, uh, good morning. First of all, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, let's dive right into this thing. Uh, first of all, just kind of talk about the win last week and, and what the win means overall to the program. Well, I think it just proves to your kids that uh, what you're saying and what you're telling and what you're selling and all that stuff uh, is is true and uh, that it you know it pays off and so hard work and dedication and commitment and all the things that we preach every day and our core values and all that kind of stuff uh, you know th- those aren't just hollow phrases but they are things that really ring true uh, and and actually mean something. Coach, when when you have that opportunity to give them that success and give them the the understanding of, hey, this is what we've been talking about, how how much does that carry on into the next week's workouts before you get to the game following? Well, I mean, here's what I think. I mean, when you win, uh, you have an opportunity – uh, to press into your kids even even harder than if you lose, if that makes sense. So uh, you you have a, you have a buy-in that begins, but you also have an ability to to really even be 
more detailed and, and push a little bit harder in regards to demand and effort and things of that nature uh, because kids are more receptive. They, they, they believe in kind of what, what happened the previous week, and that, and that pays off in that next week's practice. Lyndon, is, is there a fine line maybe between drawing from that win and using it as an example and moving on? Because in sports, it's always about the next one. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think the kids in the moment were pretty pretty excited. You know, as a coach, you know, this is a lot of our coaches here. This is in our first rodeo, so uh, you know, we don't we don't hang on it too long. To be honest with you, I did. I was already heavy thinking about the next one. You know, uh, by Saturday morning, you know, we kind of let it run that night. Friday night was a was a fun time and uh, things of that nature. But but by Saturday morning, you're ready to go. Uh, you're forward focused. You know, we're starting district this week uh, against Granbury. So, uh, you know, you know, you don't have a whole lot of time to be able to sit and think about it. Really, you're using it as motivation for the upcoming week. I, I hate to use the word motivation, uh, but you're using it as, uh, you know, a way to point to what you can fix and, and what you can control the upcoming week. What do you have to do this week to – Take care of Granberry, a short week and everything else that goes into it. Oh, by the way, it's a district game. Well, I mean, we needed to practice well. We needed to have a good plan. Feel like we did. Uh, you know, uh the 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 previous Monday and Tuesday of this week here, uh felt like we had a good plan about how we wanted to go about that. You know, short weeks is it's the planning uh part of it that you, you really have to make sure that you've got uh squared away. Um, because everything changes a little bit, you know, sub varsity games are tonight. Uh, you know, your coaches disappear and travel with all these different uh, squads, but we need to play like we played uh, at least defensively, like we played up front the last couple games. We've, we've done a good job there. Uh, and, and then that was the big difference maker, obviously against uh, WT white was was the ability to really get after him up front on the offensive side as well. Are there challenges uh, playing on Thursday night with a holiday on Monday? Yeah, but, you know, that's a blessing in the UIL's eyes in, in some respects. You know, we got to follow that eight-hour clock for practice time. Uh, and on a holiday, it's kind of – they don't they – don't, the clock doesn't tick. So, uh, it's actually – you know, when we looked at Thursday games and – uh, you know, university and and us share that stadium over there what, on New Road. You know, we had to kind of make a decision on where we were going to push or take. And we took this Thursday, and a lot of it had to do with uh, having this Monday off because we got a ton of work in, film work, install work, uh, full practice, full lift, everything on Monday. So uh, that's kind of the blessing of having that Monday off is you can really get some work done. Coach, do you need to set the tone with your defense uh, tomorrow night? I think there's no doubt that we need to uh, set the tone, uh, you know, especially in the run game. But, I mean, defensive game planning is all based on trying to make uh, the the opponent do what they don't want to do uh, and, and take away what they're good at and then play to your strengths at the same time. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I always say that. You know, I'm a defensive-minded guy. So when you say, do we need to set the tone, I'm always going to answer yes because <laughs> of my my background and my nature. Uh, but, but we just need to continue to be physical. Uh, 
that's one thing that's improved. Uh, you know, we were pretty squishy uh, when I initially got here. Uh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, you know, like things at the point of attack, and we didn't really drive consistently, drive our feet or use our hand. And I'm talking about everywhere, offense, defense. Uh, that's something that the kids have bought into. Uh, coaches, we can preach it all we want, but the kids have bought into that, and we've just started to be a more physical team up front. That that's a huge change for us. Everybody's got to face these challenges, but are there challenges only having two non-district games, being in a nine-team district? Yeah, and and you and I have talked about this. You know, there's the benefit of being able to kind of choose or set your own opponent, uh, and and so you lose that when you're roped into a district schedule, right? That that's dictated to you. You are not dictating that to others, and so now that you're roped into that. Uh, you know, you can't control that, so you can't worry about it, uh, but you've got to get ready to play right away. Uh, the only other negative, I guess, to saying you have two non-districts is that, you know, you've got eight district games, uh, and so, you know, each one matters even more because there's more teams vying for those four playoff spots. I mean, you've got nine teams instead of eight, uh, and so the competitive competition within your district is even higher. So these games matter, and they matter – Uh, a lot, especially when we're trying to start things off well in district play. Hey, we wish you the best of luck tomorrow night. I look forward to being there and uh, bringing it uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Thanks for your time, and uh, have a good day. Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate it, y'all. Talk to you soon. That's Lyndon Helt, the uh, second-year head coach of the Waco Lions, and they uh, they do play the Granbury Pirates tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. 6.30 6.30 for the broadcast right here on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, a couple of more notes here from the uh, CNC Collision Center text line. This has been fun. Uh, you know, you, you forget about these things. Uh, here's one right here that says, uh, let's see, this is from the 252. Auburn kick six versus Alabama. You remember that one? Yeah, absolutely. Was it that a – it was a kick return by the Tigers and – Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that on a field goal attempt? Yeah, it was, yes. it was a long field goal attempt, and they ran it back. And ran that puppy back for a touchdown. How about that? Uh, and then there was, uh, let's see, from the 2-5-4, we've got, oh, this is a good one, 5A state playoff game, North Texas team versus East Texas team, when at the end of the game there was three scores, including kickoffs being uh, run back to back for touchdowns. Uh, Seven touchdowns in the last four and a half minutes of that ball game. It's Plano East and Tyler's John Tyler High School, the Lions of John Tyler. Mm-hmm. And that, that game was on some kind of – Both teams are 12-0. and 0. Were they really? Yeah. It was on – it was a television or it was – or a playoff game. Yeah, it was on cable TV, something, I don't know. And one of the guys said, good gosh almighty – and then the other guy said, I, I think I want to. I'm sick. I want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> the classic lighter. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was back and forth, wasn't it? I mean, yes. that. what did you say, seven touchdowns? Seven touchdowns in the last four and a half minutes of that game. Unbelievable. And that was uh, at Texas Stadium, by the way. It was. Yes. At the, uh, the old Texas Stadium. How about that? That was pretty cool. And you, and you know, those highlights – Ended up all over the place. I mean, they were shown all over the country uh, when when that occurred. Mm-hmm. I mean, and uh, and and it, also, also the Lions' offense never touched the ball uh, in the final four and a half minutes of the game. 
JT's the, offense never touched the all ball. All 21 points were scored by the defense and special teams. Yeah. Returning kicks. <laughs> uh, defense scoop and score. Yeah. And then two kick returns. That's crazy, isn't it? And Plano East ended up winning. Now, don't didn't you think that Plano East was a, a particularly young school at the time? Uh, hadn't been around a whole lot? Yeah, they hadn't been around very long at that time. In fact, I, when we started talking about it, I didn't think they were there yet. In existence. But it was in, yeah, yeah, it was in 94. Um, so, yeah, the Lions went on to win the 94 state championship over Lake Highlands 27 to 7. And I think there were some onside kicks involved in this thing. Uh, I, I, John Tyler was up by 10 with a minute and a half to go in the game. 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was, there was some, there were some onside kicks and, and kick returns and all kinds of crazy stuff. If you ever get a chance I think you can Google it and and check it out, but it was it was something. I mean, that yeah, it was a Plano telecast, telecable. Yeah, local. kind of a local thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and you can check it out. Uh, Ended up being replayed on ESPN. Yeah, I mean, well, the if whole you, game. Oh, really? Yeah, they replayed the whole game because of the craziness. Just it's, nuts. It, it's probably the best high school football game in history. It's got. If it's not, it's got to be among them because, uh, look, how, it, the improbability of playing the East winning that game. I mean, I think if my memory serves me correctly, no, well, I'm cheating. I'm cheating here. They executed two no, onside John, kicks. John Tyler won that game. That's right. John Tyler went on to win the state championship. That's that's right. John Tyler won forty eight forty four. And what was the yeah? And then they score incredibly late. To, to win the game, but uh, I think East executed two, not one, two onside kicks. I, I, I don't remember. I think both teams had a couple of onside kicks. All that. kinds was, of crazy it, stuff. Yeah, it was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Yeah, and that's why the guy said, I think I want to throw up because John Tyler ended up, I think they returned a kickoff to win the game. Man, but what a, what a crazy finish. But, yeah, so that's what we're talking about. We, we got talking about this at the top of the show this morning because – the Steelers have announced that they're going to retire Franco Harris's number in conjunction with the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. So, uh, and that's what got us talking about crazy finishes. Here's one right here, Ward, that uh, from our 254 that says, the 2000 Ellison Eagles versus Temple Wildcats, the miracle on 31st Street game. All right, I don't I don't recall what happened. Somebody, go ahead and... T- and Texas back I, and kind of yeah, give us a, a rundown. I, I wasn't. Yeah, you weren't around. Mm-mm. Well, you were around, but you weren't here. Right. Yeah. Uh, that was obviously 22 years ago. Texas and tell us what happened. They call it the miracle on 31st Street. So that'd be, that'd be good to talk about. All right, 746. We're 14 away from 8 o'clock. This is game time uh, here on ESPN Central Texas. We're uh, The uh, AP Top 25 is out. We'll kind of glance through it. I know my... My buddy across the across the desk is not a big fan of the top twenty five. I, I look, I, I I get it, and 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 now that we're we're going to have a twelve team playoff, uh, you know what's the value of it other than it's you start having conversations in the summer about the preseason top twenty five, and you talk about it all season long. Anyway, uh, we'll we'll talk about that coming up next right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This was a hardcore drink that he had. Aaron, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you pronounce whatever Aaron Rodgers was drinking? Apparently, the NFL has said, no, this is not on our banned substance. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. All right. Do you feel like the show would be better if I tried some ayahuasca? I think people already think I might be on something during these shows. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Are you frustrated with rising cost of eating out? Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House comes to the rescue. Meat Eater Monday. One meat with two sides for only $8.95. This special with beef or ribs is $9.45. Tater Tuesday. Buy a Texas tater at regular price and get the second for half price. Pork loin Wednesday. A pork loin plate for just $7.69. Try the new porky pig tater with succulent pulled pork and save $3 off your order. Texas size value. Available every day from Waco's number one barbecue. Uncle Dan's Barbecue in Hewitt and in Waco. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Bird Colgen Ford. It's that time of year. It's football season, and Bird Colgen Ford is a proud supporter of the best high school football teams right here in Central Texas. BK Ford is proud to sell the number one truck in Texas, the F-Series truck, led by our leading rusher, the F-150, for 45 years in a row. Lock in your best price and rate right now by custom ordering your new F-150 today. Simple, easy, trusted. Experience better at BK Ford. Since 2009, Dr. Philip Myatt in Waco Heart and Vascular has specialized in the treatment of diseases and disorders that affect the heart and its associated blood vessels. The doctors and staff at Waco Heart and Vascular are committed to giving Central Texans quality care in a timely and compassionate manner, treating patients the same way they would treat a member of their own family. They carefully explain treatment options to patients so they understand and trust the prescribed course of care. They come to you in your hometown so you can see them locally. Waco Heart and Vascular, 254-235-WELL. Everything we do, we do for you. Empower your financial future with First Central Credit Union. Make the drive and make it possible with an auto loan or vehicle refinance to First Central. Have a winning season with First Central Savings Blitz Play. Quick local team loan processing with competitive rates and flexible terms. Apply online. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. What's up, guys? This is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. With gas prices booming, you deserve to get your knees in the breeze and save some cash. With record-breaking numbers the past few months to make waves, we need your help to keep up this momentum. Whether it's purchasing your very first Harley-Davidson motorcycle or getting rid of your third old bike in the garage, we would love to have your business. Be cautious of the heat outside, but take advantage of the heat inside with these smoking hot deals, y'all. Trade it in, take it home, or turn it over. This is only the beginning at Harley-Davidson of Waco, or you'll never ride alone. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. 
Baylor has moved up a spot in the AP poll and two spots in the coaches poll. Alabama is still number one, now followed by Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Michigan. Texas A&M and Oklahoma start the next five in both polls. Then the coaches have Baylor, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. Notre Dame, Baylor, and USC finish off the AP top ten. Former Baylor football coach Guy Morris has passed away at the age of 71. He also coached at Kentucky and A&M Commerce after his playing days at TCU and the NFL. The Rangers beat the Astros 4-3. They finished the season series tonight in Houston, and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.52. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward and Ryan, glad to have you with us. We were just discussing amongst ourselves, and I'm ashamed to tell you this, but Ward, I do not know the year that Texas high school football began overtime rules. You know, it used to be if it was a district game, it was decided by penetrations, which is getting the football inside the 20. Then it was was first downs first and then penetrations. I thought it was penetrations, then first downs, then total offense. No. Uh, Anyway, it was. Penetrations was the last one that they used because it was the most ridiculous. To get inside the 20? Yeah. Uh, Anyway, whatever the case may be, the. uh, Then they implemented the overtime rule, and I don't know what year they did that. When 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 we adapted the overtime rules, I, I I don't remember. Do you? I I don't, and I'm I'm trying to find it because I I just don't remember. And it to be real honest, it hasn't been that long ago. I don't think so. Relatively, yeah. I, I'm I'm with you. I don't think that it's been just a whole heck of a long time ago. All right, the uh, AP top twenty-five. Alabama's one, Georgia's two. There's there's some because discussion whether or not Georgia should be one. There is some state championships going back to well, nineteen twenty state championship with Waco and Cleveland, and then a tie. Hmm. Paul Tyson, nineteen twenty. Mm-hmm. How about that? Ohio State's three, Michigan's four. Aggies are now number six in the country. Oklahoma seven, and Baylor checks in at number nine. Uh, Arkansas moves up to 16. I don't know why I gave you that one. They're up three spots, though. Uh, let's see. And uh, Houston is in at number 25. So there's three Big 12 schools in the top 25, and that would be Oklahoma. I'm trying to find Oklahoma State. I think they're 11 or 12, somewhere in that neighborhood. Uh, let's see. I don't see them. But Baylor is in at number nine. But uh, hey, Oklahoma State? Huh? You're looking oh, for Oklahoma State? Yeah. Aren't they in the top 25? Um, yeah, they're number 11 in the AP. There it is. The okay, coaches. yeah, right there. They're number 11. So it's 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 Oklahoma at number 7, Baylor at number 9, and Oklahoma State at number 11. So there's, there's your top 25. Yeah, if you look at the coaches, sneak Texas in there at 22. Texas at 22. They're not in the AP. But they're in the coaches. Yeah. Baylor's number eight in the coaches. Oklahoma State, number 10. I like the coaches better than the AP. But do the coaches really vote? I don't know. 
Or do they I hand just, it to a sports just, information director and say, hey, you cast I just this ballot? I like to think that yeah. I like it better. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's one. Stanford versus Cal. Yeah, the, the that's the, the band game where the band came on the field. We talked about that earlier. That was in 1982. How about that? Ellison. Here, here's here's what we got. Ellison score and was up by five with less than one minute left in the game. Temple takes the kickoff and does the Tennessee Titans miracle play where they throw back against the flow of the run. Uh, Terrell Smith throws back against uh, to uh, Jason Campbell, and he returns it to the Temple 45. Then a bomb is thrown and caught by Mark Wood for a game-winning touchdown, and it moves Temple into the playoffs that year. Wow. How about that? That's your miracle on 31st Street. Thanks for the response. Good yeah, stuff. Thank you. Yeah. 756, let's bring in John Morris. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program. John? It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Our money's number check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, no question about it, Baylor football steps up a class in weight this week as they take on the BYU Cougars in Provo. We'll hear from head coach Dave Aranda straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Want to be part of the action live when your Baylor Bears football team takes on the Oklahoma Sooners this fall? Visit BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau and register for the chance to win a trip to see Baylor take on Oklahoma in Norman on November 5th. One lucky winner and a guest will receive round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, and tickets to the game. Register today at BaylorBears.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. This exclusive experience is brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. If you're out looking for a great selection of new cars and trucks, then shop Allen Samuels in Waco because we have some of the best deals in Central Texas that will put you in a new vehicle and driving away with confidence. During the Labor Day sales event, you can take your pick, a new 2022 Dodge Charger or Dodge Challenger, and receive 0% for 72 months and no payments for 90 days. If you're a first responder, you get an extra $500 off your purchase. High-quality vehicles from a dealership with a hometown feel. Allen Samuels in Waco. Kids can now join the Baylor Cub Club, the official kids club of Baylor Athletics, presented by Green Eye Associates. Fans 12 and under can register for the low cost of $25 and gain exclusive benefits and access to Baylor Athletic events. Members receive free admission to select events, exclusive giveaway access, and their own membership package. To register your cub, please visit BaylorBears.com slash Cub Club. Registration closes December 7th, so sign up today. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back, Baylor, where football was certainly impressive in their season opening 69-10 win over FCSU Albany. But now the Bears up to number nine in the nation in the AP poll this week. Step up a class in weight and take on number 21 BYU in Provo. Head coach Dave Aranda knows it will take a concerted effort from everyone to battle the crowd and the Cougars on Saturday. You know, I anticipate this week just the outside noise will probably get more and more more people with more opinions. And I think a lot of it for a fan is it's good. And, um, you know, I appreciate all that. But I think from the inside out, those could be looked at as distractions. And so to focus on what's right ahead of us, let's have the best Tuesday practice, the best Wednesday practice, so on and so forth. And then to up the quality... You know, I think 
you know, what are we going to call when we got to have it? I have to imagine there's going to be a lot of got to have it plays or situations in this game uh, being closely contested. And so uh, let's not have a lot of fluff. Let's have the real stuff. And then the speed, you know, we had, I think we had 12 guys over 20 miles an hour. And we had 30, 30 total over 20 miles per hour in this last game. Uh, so we're playing really fast and we want to continue that. And so, you know, as we're looking at the game plan, right, does this increase our speed or does this d- decrease our speed? Dave Aranda and the Bears taking on the BYU Cougars this Saturday night in Provo, Utah. We're on the air at 7 p.m. with the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. It's a 9.20 kickoff central time from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo. The broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas, television on ESPN. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back in. This is Game Time, Hour 2 of the program, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Deep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. And we welcome into the program Josh Neighbors from the podcast Locked on Big 12. Josh, good morning. How are you? I'm great because we had football this weekend, guys. Absolutely. Hey, Josh, we were just talking about the uh, the AP Top 25. With the the playoff format the way it is, four teams. How important is the AP Top Twenty Five to programs? And with the the with the uh, with the playoff system growing to twelve teams, how beneficial or not so beneficial is the AP Top Twenty Five uh, as we get into the twelve team format? Well, you know, I think it depends on the time of year. I mean, I I think by the time you get to October. It, it, it could be a pretty decent indicator of where teams are sitting just because you know, at that point you're taking a lot of media members and you're aggregating together a lot of what they think. And so I think around, I mean, around six games in, you know, you're gonna have a pretty, I think everybody's gonna have a pretty fair idea of where everybody is. Now, the one thing we have to remember is that college football playoff committee is their own thing. And they take a lot of pride in evaluating themselves much like the ncaa tournament committee is the same thing they evaluate themselves and come to their own conclusion so it's going to be an indicator and i guess it's really nice obviously for us you know we talk about i mean especially for you guys right you'd say hey baylor's in a top 25 game this weekend i mean it is by all accounts 
like an actual top 25 game, but you have the numbers next to the names, it does make things a little bit nicer, right? Texas plays number one Alabama this week. You know, we had a top five game between number five Notre Dame and number three Ohio State last week. So uh, I think for the CFP, it's, it, it can be an indicator, but not as we see always, not always, you know, it's not gospel uh, for those ratings. And then also just for television stuff, I guess it's nice to have. Josh, can Texas stay in the same stratosphere with Alabama? I think the one key for them is the turnover battle. Uh, when Alabama wins the turnover battle, they win, they win games. They win them pretty handily. And you'd think that Texas is probably not in a position to win that battle because the pressure is going to be on Quinn Ewers, right? Uh, I think that's the one, the one area we feel like that, that they've got the, the most advantage, I think is the fact that Alabama's got that really good defensive front, Dallas Turner and Will Anderson. And then, you know, you've got Texas starting multiple freshmen on the offensive line. So that's the one advantage they're going to give away. And that's going to create some pressure on Quinn Ewers. So his decision-making is going to be tested. The other way, I mean, the big problem that Alabama had last year was their offensive line. And really the one thing Texas needed pretty badly was a pass rush. Now I know DeMarvian Overshown is, uh, stepped into that role and he's gonna I mean I think he's gonna do pretty well but you know you brought one of your better players out of his normal position and not say he can't play that that kind of edge position but you brought him out of the linebacker spot to go rush the passer like how successful is that going to be so you know you think about that part of the game when you're creating turnovers I, I just I think it's going to be really difficult for Texas especially if we think that they're going to be on the wrong end of that turnover battle uh, it's it's probably going to be not a quick afternoon, but not a very competitive afternoon over, overall if those things play out the way we think they should. We were talking about it this morning. How, how does Texas approach this football game? Obviously, it's the second game of the season. It's a non-conference game. Uh, it is the number one team in the country. So what's the significance for Texas, and, and how does Sarkeesian and his staff approach it with their football team, in your opinion? I think actually a lot's been made of of what Steve Sarkeesian has said in his um, in his press conferences this week, and I actually think it's been a bit overblown. I, I think you know there was a comment about um, culture being able to beat talent, and uh, you know people didn't play the part that followed. He just said, "I hope we have a good culture this week, and we don't play together as individuals. We play together as a team." And I think like he knows what they're about to face. Right, he fully understands that they're about to face an Alabama team with the amount of talent they had. I mean, he coached there; he understands like what they're walking into. So, I think he knows that man. This for the team they have, and kind of the group collective. Like, this is the worst time that they could play Alabama. They're just not; they're not there yet to you know to be able, like this is not a good measuring stick for them. This is not the appropriate time to measure yourself up with an Alabama. Um, and so I think he understands that. And I think he just probably just wants to get to this game with a few positives, as many as possible and hope to limit as many negatives as possible and keep the game somewhat in striking distance. And I, I think that that will be enough for him. And I think he just, you know, he probably just wants this game to be over with all the pomp and circumstance surrounding it. And obviously playing his old boss, Nick Saban too. So I think he wants to move on to the next part of the schedule. And I, cause I think we know that, People tend to overreact, and they probably will to a contest with this much, uh, you know, hype around it. Could Julie McGuire and the Red Raiders be in trouble being down QB one this weekend against Houston? 
no, it doesn't appear that way, right? I mean, uh, Donovan Smith comes in. This this was the one kind of ace in the hole that we had mentioned that Texas Tech has had is that their quarterback depth is so strong. And actually, I was thinking about it some yesterday. I mean, they've got three guys that could start at multiple places in this conference. To be honest, I think Garrett Riley and TCU would love to have any three of Baron Morton Donovan Smith or Tyler Shuck to play with them. Now, look, Tyler Shuck won that job outright, and it sounds like, you know, he earned that job. But Donovan Smith was really good last year, still really young, had some learning moments, especially in that Oklahoma State game. But this is the guy who can straight up play. I mean, off the bench, you throw four scores. Zach Kittley's offense is excellent, but you need a smooth operator back there, somebody who can make things happen. We saw in that Iowa State game last year, Donovan Smith gave us evidence that he is a playmaker. It will look different, yes, and this Houston defense was really good last year. They weren't excellent last week, but you know, as far as backup quarterback situations go, I mean, Texas Tech is set. There's a lot of – think about the other teams in this league, right? Texas, the Hudson card. You know, Baylor's not uh, – Kyron Drones they like, but you know, I'm not sure how much confidence there is yet that he could come in and – win your games. OU's got a kind of muddled backup quarterback situation. A bunch of guys there. I mean, Texas Tech knows if the big gun goes down, the big gun being Tyler Shuck, they've got a uber talented guy in Baron Morton, who's one of the highest recruits they've ever had. And they also have Donovan Smith, who is, you know, a really talented guy and also played really well last year. So they've I mean, it, what a lucky situation to have at the most important spot in sports. Also the most important part for that team too, because we know Zach Kittley's offense, what they require out of the quarterback. Let's talk about Kansas and West Virginia for just a minute. Uh, a, does Kansas have a chance on the road in Morgantown? And B, just how big of a game is this for Coach Brown and, and the uh, Mountaineers? I want to answer. I'm going to answer the first part of that. We'll, we'll go to that first because I'm not sure if you guys saw the video that Neil Brown had put out on his Twitter earlier this week. Just kind of saying, you know, we're, we're two days away. The loss still uh, two days out. The loss still hurts, but don't give up on this team. Like, I don't think anybody in that fan base is going to give up on that team after one game. I mean, one of your better players, Rice Ford Wheaton, drops a pick on a drive where you, or he drops a, a ball on a drive where you were, you know, you could have gone down the field and scored and mm-hmm. taken the lead in that game. And I don't think anybody's looking at that game thinking, man, we have to give up on this group right now. It would have been an awesome win to have, but you can't look at the way JT Daniels hung in there and the way that team hung in there against the top 20 team in Pitt and think, oh my God, you know, this season's over. So I, I thought that video was a bit desperate. And I, kind of, I think it kind of spoke to, to Neil Brown's like lack of, really lack of big wins. I mean, he's taking care of business in games like this against the KUs of the world. And also had a really nice win last year against the Hokies from Virginia Tech at home. But, you know, I think that program's in a weird spot. I think Neil Brown's feeling a little bit of the heat. His management late in that game was not great either. On the KU side, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a team that won 55-10, to 10, whatever it was last week, and thinks, man, we'll probably, we're probably going to lose this week. Like, I think the amount of confidence, excuse me, KU must have this week is, is you know, it's probably a tenfold from what's normal. I mean, this is a team that squeaked by South Dakota last year. They looked like an actual power five team last year, last week. They hammered a bad team, which you're supposed to do. So I think that group looks totally different than they did last year. And it's because what, guess what? Lance Leipold had a full off season of prep. So this line, you know, last year, this line would have been 20, 25, you know, uh, maybe an approaching 30. 
The line started around like 11 and a half. It's around 13 right now. Less than a two-score dog on the road. I mean, they're a live dog this weekend. Do I think they win? Probably not. But they're definitely a live dog after their performance last week because they probably have the belief that they can win after a 45-point victory. Iowa State and Iowa this weekend, how big a game is that? I think if there's if there's ever a chance for Matt Campbell to get that get the Iowa you know uh, Hawkeye off his back, if you will, that is trying to beat Iowa. It is it is this week. I mean, that was an awful performance from Iowa. I just don't know what Iowa expects, right? When you we trotted out Spencer Petrus here, we've gotten these results. We've had Brian Ferentz calling plays for a while now. We've had these results. And last week, I mean, the defense outscores the offense with the two safeties against the field goal for the 7-3 to win. I know South Dakota State's a good program, but, man, if they can do that, so can Iowa State. Now, I know that Iowa's going to clean some things up. Iowa State, just the one challenge with Iowa, man, they really – they'll make you beat yourself. And last year – uh, Iowa State beat themselves in that game. They they did 100%. Iowa did not do much. They only had one touchdown drive that was really of note in that game. So they've got an opportunity. Um, you worry about kind of the moment for a guy like Hunter Deckers. He, he told the folks they called radio on Sirius XM yesterday, hey, I, you know, I, I'm a lifelong Iowan. I grew up a fan of Iowa. He's now at Iowa State. His whole family, you know, knows this game really well. So, it's a big pressure moment for him going on the road, you know, against a team he cheered for his whole life, now playing for the in-state rivals. So I kind of worry about the moment being too big and maybe him making some mistakes. We'll see what he's got upstairs this week, but I think it's an opportunity, and I expect this game to be close. Visiting with Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. Josh, was there something uh, from a player or from a team that you learned last week in week one that you didn't know about them prior to – the football games uh, kicking off last week. Yeah, I want to talk about Texas Tech again. Loic Fungi, man, like nobody, nobody had him on the bingo card going for over a hundred yards and two scores. Now I, I know that you know they were playing Murray State, but that was a guy that I, I don't think we, you know, we we didn't expect too much out of him coming in the year. And if you add him into the mix, uh, you know, they've got a, they might have a pretty decent receiving core. And then also, I'm going to go. Also with uh, with Adrian Martinez, I mean, 11 completions for 53 yards. I know they played South Dakota, but I would have liked to just see them attempt maybe a couple more downfield passes because, look, Missouri put up 56, 54, I forgot how much it was last week against Louisiana Tech. Uh, and I know it's Louisiana Tech, but there is a chance that this week Adrian Martinez might have to go out there and win them a football game and I'm not sure how confident Kansas State fans are feeling if that's the case. So maybe they just were hiding stuff. I'm not sure. But Adrian Martinez and company, they didn't put much on film, and they might have done that for obvious reasons. I just don't know if you can trust a guy to win a game for you, and there's a chance they might have to this week if Missouri can get hot. They got a kid, Luther Burden, the top five player in the country out of last year's class and scored twice last week as a dynamic player. Uh, so, I mean, they, they might have their hands full this week, and I'm not sure Martinez can be matching scores for scores with Eli Drinkowitz's group. So some concern there.
Final thought for you. Uh, let's talk a second about Baylor and BYU. Uh, a late start, nine fifteen Texas time. Uh, does that concern you that uh, this football team from Baylor is going to be in a hotel room uh, all day into the evening? Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's the uh, it, it's part of the Big Twelve after dark. We might have to get accustomed to, right? I, I mean, I think I think this is something that we're going to see a lot more of because at least with BYU and even if the Big Twelve, you know, if they add more teams, the West will be the case. But like BYU can offer those late those late slot games at home to ESPN, which are actually pretty valuable. We've heard about that with the Pac 12s value. So this is something to get accustomed to. And I think, look, with a game this important. You know, 9 p.m. Texas time. The good news for them was their game last week. Uh, what time did it start? I forgot what time it started last week, but it was an evening game. Was it 6, six o'clock? Central? 6 o'clock right. Central, so, yeah. So you start a few hours before that, but, like, I think it's within the window where you need to you need to peak. I think they're going to be okay. It's such a big game. It'll be such a great atmosphere. I would not be too concerned about that team getting up and being ready to go for, for that game uh, but that's the one thing about the Big 12, man. You get, you get ready to play in all time slots, right? 11 a.m. to, to 9 p.m. You got to be ready to go in this league because of where everybody else, where everybody is now. So uh, I, I think it'll be good practice for that. And I, I think Dave Aranda, you shouldn't be too worried about the guys being ready to go in that environment. How do you see this game? So I, I think this is going to be a learning opportunity for BYU, where or excuse me, for Baylor. I think BYU wins. I think this might be, you know, it's a loss that could be the best thing for Baylor, right? I think Baylor, no matter what, win or loss, is going to learn what they have to address against really good teams to go out and win, you know, nine, ten games this season. So I think it's a great learning opportunity as long as they bring their, you know, uh, B-plus to A-minus game and, and, and see how that stacks up. And they can dress after this game what's wrong. So I think my biggest thing is it's a great opportunity either way for a team that's got a Big 12 championship aspirations. It's not going to hurt you with a loss and a win. It could propel you into some pretty uh, into a pretty great spot once you hit that conference schedule. What are you working on right now for uh, for the podcast? Yeah, we're talking about some college football playoff expansion. Is the uh, larger playoff going to ruin? The regular season, we discussed that. Look ahead to Baylor and BYU. Also, Texas and Alabama, and then a big weekend, too. So, previews coming up as well on the show. Josh, as always, it is a pleasure. Thanks for the time. Yep. Talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. That is Josh Neighbors, host of the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. 817 coming up at the bottom of the hour. Jeff Howe from Horns 247 Sports is going to join us and talk about and preview the uh, Texas-Alabama game for us at uh, the big one. Uh, it, you know, Baylor and BYU, I think, and uh, and Texas Bama, probably the two bigger games in the conference. So, and then the conference game, obviously, with uh, Kansas and West Virginia. We'll talk about it next here on ESPN Central Texas. The Riesel Coaches Show with Tyler Crow is brought to you by Colin Dietrich and Kelly Realtors. Coach, coming off a forty-two to seven win over Rice last Friday night. This was a good win for your team in all three phases of the game. Uh, yeah, we played uh, we played pretty good. We had our moments where we obviously made some mistakes. Um, we were able to overcome some of those mistakes this week much better than last week. Um, and so we uh, we blocked a punt right before half, and we were able to return it for a touchdown. We hit a um, a touchdown pass, and um, we had a couple long runs. And so that's always helpful when you have some big plays. And on defense, you were able to shut them out in the second half. Uh, yes, yeah, they scored on us in the first half. I believe it was the first quarter, um, and then uh, 
And the second half, we played pretty good defense. Um, we ended up having a, a couple force uh, force turnovers. We had a pick and a, and a force fumble, so that helped as well. Now, this Friday, you're at Thorndale. Talk a little bit about this Thorndale team on offense. They they show you a lot of looks, don't they? Uh, yes, they're pretty good on offense. Um, I think they're probably the best offensive team we've seen so far. Um, and they've got a big play receiver. Uh, he's He's got quite a few touchdowns already. Other quarterbacks, a multiple-year returner. Uh, it's at the quarterback position starter and um, and they've got a couple good backs they're just real good hard-nosed kids um, and their option under center shotgun spread throw they're everything and so uh, they make it pretty hard on you what about defensively uh, defensively uh, they run kind of a 3-3 stack look they're moving and shifting um, and uh, they've got two good safeties one of them is that that same kid that's at receiver um, and they've got uh, some good linebackers too and so uh if you get past the first level, then you get to some of their their real good tacklers and better players, and so uh, you know we're hoping we can try to try to get to that level as many times as possible. Maybe we can make one of them miss. ESPN Central Texas. Hi, Central Texas. This is Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday night football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069. Techstar Equipment Sales is one of the only dealerships that is still family-owned and operated by a local Texan who still cares. Looking for large agricultural equipment? Techstar is the place for Vermeer hay cutters, balers, rakes, and many others. Their service department is top-notch, and with multiple field service trucks and a mobile parts department, they can come to you. Techstar is conveniently located in Marlin and Waco off Highway 6. Techstar Equipment Sales. You're not a number, you're family. Brazos Golf and Battery is locally owned battery sales specialist in Robinson. They carry new and refurbished auto, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries. And at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery check? Visit Tommy. He'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on Highway 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google Brazos Golf and Battery. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. Security Bank of Crawford offers the citizens of Bell, Bosque, Coriel, and McLennan counties competitive rates on a variety of commercial and consumer deposit accounts, plus certificates of deposits in ranges of 30 days to 5 years. And Security Bank of Crawford is also here for commercial, consumer, and real estate loans. So if you live in Bosqueville, China Spring, Clifton, Crawford, Evant, Oglesby, Prairie Chapel, or Valley Mills, do yourself a favor and check out the friendly employees at Security Bank of Crawford. Member FDIC and Equal Housing. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. 
All right, 822, coming up at the bottom of the hour, Jeff Howe from Horns 247. But uh, right now, we uh, welcome Stephanie from Sales into the program. I'm holding my breath. Why do you do that? Because we're going we're gonna to learn about somebody wrestling snails oh, in London, <laughs> then swimming 100 or so miles to, to uh, Hawaii. You ain't right. <laughs> you ain't right. But... I am going to tell you about somebody, a lady named Julia Hawkins from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They call her the hurricane. She's 105 years old. Uh Uh-huh. She set a record at the Louisiana Senior Games at Southern Louisiana University in July. She ran the 100-meter dash in one hour, two minutes, and 95 seconds. (laughs) One hour. Two minutes and 95 seconds. And it was a brand new world record for the age group from 100 to 105. Well, yeah, there's nobody in it. There was like two other people. 105? 105. Back in 2017, she went to the sen- the National Senior Games. She ran the 100 meter and the 50 meter and broke a world record, and she did it in 39 minutes and 62 seconds. You'd have to start, like, on Saturday and finish on Sunday. (laughs) There are people, seriously, uh, that are actually exercising and and running? She said, listen. At 105? (laughs) She told the media that. If it takes her an hour, I don't know that you could actually call that running. I'm watching her. (laughs) Whoa. Does she have a flower in her head? Not in this video. Not in this video. Okay, well, she ran. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah, she put a flower in her head. She told the media after the race that she. Did it wilt? It could. (laughs) It depends on how hot it was. Did it wilt? Anyway, she told the media after the race and after winning that she is proud to be an ambassador for the healthy, active aging group in America. Well, great. (laughs) I just, you know, she was just exercising a minute ago on this video. And she had her LSU gear on, and she was going to town. Yeah. So I think that's pretty awesome. I mean, I don't want to live to 105 years old, but if I did. I don't think you have a choice. Yes, I, maybe. I think I, I'd be good. I'd, I think I could do 90. What about you, Ward? No way. See? Okay. <laughs> 75, 80? 82? You're asking about me? Yeah. How how long do you no. want to live? Tomorrow. <laughs> You can't. You've got football this weekend. You have to stay yeah. alive. <laughs> Make sure you make it to Sunday. I don't know. I just, yeah. I mean, the fact that she's still living at 105 years old, that's pretty amazing. Yep. But And running. And running with a flower in her hair. Again, if it takes you an hour and what? <laughs> hour two, and two minutes, minutes. To go 100 yards. That's 100 not, yards is like on the football, football field. field. Yeah. The only thing I can think of, because watching this video, she is running. But I kind of assume she's stopping she's, to rest. Yeah. You would think to take an hour? Are you sure about that? Ryan, back me up. What was the, what's the record, Ryan? It says here that she she ran the 100 meters. Where's the time? I just saw it. She uh she's also while I'm looking for this, she was also the first woman in her age group, mm-hmm. the 100 to to run 100 meters, period. Yeah. <laughs> she was probably the she, only one. She didn't run it. It was one minute and two seconds. There you go. One Not minute and one two hour. Good gracious. Oh, I thought it said an hour. 
It looks Again. like it. Okay, well, she might have been stopping and shaking hands all the way. It's all about, wow. it's all about preparation. Wow. Thanks for playing. Misleading us again. Hey. One hour. 100 miles or so. <laughs> that, goes in, that goes in that same category. What? The, the, I mean, just think about it. Go well, out to a football well, field you know and what? see how Maybe long it takes Maybe she's shuffling. Maybe she's shuffling. She stops and says hi to her fans. I don't know. Hi to her fans. I'm sure she has the whole one hour senior citizen group there watching and cheering her on with the flower in her head. Okay, well, one minute and two seconds. No, that's that's getting on down the track for yeah, 105. That's okay. That's, yeah, that's that's a better good. that's a better story than one hour. So I read it wrong. You think? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you only and, missed it by fifty nine minutes. And then she swam from England to Germany, which is a hundred miles or more, or more. You can't uh, swim from England to Germany in a hundred miles. Yeah, you go. <laughs> you go around the boot of Germany. That's Italy. Oh, it's Italy. Okay. All right, Steph. Thanks. You're welcome. See Have you all a tomorrow. Great day. One too. hour. Stop, Ward. 828 coming up next we we talk about alabama and texas and that's coming up uh, on saturday as well we'll do that next right here on espn central texas this is dallas cowboys football 2022 hurts in the gun for the eagles coming left to right in the green shirt only heard here snap is back little read option he keeps it up the middle and runs slam into a wall and loses yards all season micah Sunday night, it's your Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Buccaneers Sunday night at 6 on ESPN Central Texas. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back with five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app. Banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct.
Are you opening a new business? Think about remodeling or painting your home? Grant Goss Contracting is a fully insured painting company that offers quality workmanship at affordable prices for commercial and residential projects. They are locally owned and operated, business servicing the Central Texas area since 1984. Contact Chris Goss at chris at ggcwaco.com and check them out on Facebook. Grant Goss Contracting is proud to support Waco ISD and the Waco High Lions. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners. We have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. Game time is brought to you in part by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and Good Feet in the Central Texas Marketplace. Eight thirty-two. Drive carefully if you're on your way to work this morning. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as we talk football, Big Twelve football. Uh, coming up uh, on Saturday, of course, we've talked a lot about Baylor and BYU. The uh, nine fifteen kick, we'll have it for you right here on ESPN, beginning at seven o'clock. The uh, one of the other big games, and maybe one of the bigger games in the country, is Alabama and Texas. And we're joined now by Jeff Howe from Horns Two Four Seven Sports dot com. Jeff, uh, how is Steve Sarkeesian approaching this football game? Second game of the season, as uh, young quarterback, all of those things uh, is what's the significance? in this football game from from the inside the football locker room? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Tom, you know, they they want to win the game. I think that's the competitor in you. But I think it's really kind of what Sark said on Monday uh, when he had his press conference. Look, you know, the, this game is a great opportunity for this team. I think this team understands what this opportunity is all about to kind of put their best foot forward. Uh, you know, two things. One, I do think he meant what he said. You know, this game, doesn't have any bearing on them getting to Arlington in early December, which is that's the goal. And Sarkis said that's the goal from from the time he took the job, and uh, that's something the players also talk about. So I, they're all on the same page as far as that goes. But I do think that there's a, a sense of pride from the standpoint that they they did not play well last year when they went to Fayetteville to play Arkansas, and you know the players talked about it this week and. Uh, I think it was just a learning experience for a lot of those guys that hadn't been in that kind of environment of what you need to do. You know, Sark, I think Sark and, and the assistant coaches that have been in that league kind of knew what they were getting into. And then Texas has played SEC teams before. Uh, but when you go on the road and you do it against you know, an opponent like Arkansas, kind of knowing the physicality they played with, it, Texas just wasn't ready for it. And Sark admitted that. Look, they weren't ready physically. They weren't ready mentally. So I think that it's twofold, Tom. I think that that challenge of playing Alabama, number one, uh, and number two, kind of getting a, a mulligan, if you will, from the Arkansas game last year. And then I think, th- you know, the other another part of that is, too, that Sark mentioned, and I really do believe it, you know, can this team just kind of focus on itself? Don't get so enamored 
with Alabama that you lose sight of who you are and what you want to be because it would be a shame to everything you spent talking about with culture and focusing on yourself and then getting yourself better uh, for the last nine months. Uh, it would be a shame if you just kind of forgot all of that once, once, the, once kickoff happens on Saturday. With that being said, what would be a win for this program walking off the field? Not necessarily the scoreboard, but what would you look at this game and go, well, they, they got better in that position? I think two things. Where I think the line of scrimmage, you know, if Texas just doesn't lose that battle at all, it's like, I mean, look, you're, when you talk about, you know, Alabama's got a young offensive line. That offensive line's still a work in progress, but, but it's still an Alabama offensive line. And defensively, uh, you're not going to see a better edge group all year than what you're going to see with, from Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, and Chris Braswell. So if – if Texas can come out of this game feeling like, hey, there were stretches of this game where you held your own on the offensive line, I think they can feel good about it. But I think in the big picture award, I think if, if Texas can leave that field feeling like, hey, you know, it, it, let's say hypothetically it's in a loss, but they can say, hey, we had our chances to to maybe really get in this thing or maybe go win it. That's something – now, I think that's something that they can spend for. Look, I, they know what they're getting into, and, and by and large, uh, talking to, to Texas fans and getting the pulse of the fan base this week, I think everybody knows what Texas is getting into. And I, I think Sark mentioned something, to to your point, Ward, to, to your question. Um, you know, just, just play the game hard. You know, I, I think this is a fan base, and we've seen this over the years when Texas has lost some of these games. I think about Texas going out in 2017, going out to, to L.A. to play USC. USC was fourth in the country. Uh, you know, that was a game that I think Texas was a 13, 14-point underdog. Uh, and it's in double overtime, and you've got a chance to win the ball game. And I think there was a lot of fans, a, a good chunk of the fan base that was pretty pleased, at least just with the effort and a team that played hard. Uh, that was not the case last year in the Arkansas game. So, again, there are no moral victories, but those are the kinds of things that if those things happen on Saturday, if the physicality is there, if the intent is there, if the effort's there, those are the kinds of things you can spend forward and take with you to Big 12 play. Jeff, you got uh, you got a young quarterback making his second start. Uh, any concern from the staff that this game get too big for him? No, because when yours is the kind of guy, Tom, I mean, he doesn't get too high, doesn't get too low. He's, he doesn't panic a whole lot. I think the one time he did panic on Saturday was the interception. You know, if he had just taken his time, if you look at how that play unfolded, uh, he had Xavier Worthy clearing out uh, about two seconds before he actually threw the football. Uh, if he had just, you know, kind of kept his calm and 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 and, and looked and gone through his progressions, uh, they would have had a first down and the chains would have been moving. I, in a weird way, that interception kind of settled him down a little bit. They played much better football after that. So, no, I mean, look, I think the big thing with Quinn Ewers coming out of the first game, uh, and Sark even talked about it too, Sark said, hey, look, you, you can't let him ride this bike and expect him to do it with training wheels. you got to let him go. And I think that's a big step for Sark because you go back a year ago, Tom, and the big thing when he made the decision to go with Hudson Card over Casey Thompson, now I'm not going to say it's the only reason why, but the big overriding reason was Hudson Card did a better job protecting the football. Sark really values protecting the football. But I think going with Quinn Ewers, it's Sark saying, look, I know there are going to be ups and downs with this guy. I know the downs can be really down when you're talking about a, a freshman gunslinger who at times might trust his arm too much to, to put a, try to fit the ball in a window that he has no business fitting it in. But the reward has the potential to be so great 
that you're willing to ride it out and trust yourselves as a developmental staff uh, to get him on that fast track, on that upward trajectory sooner rather than later. So uh, I don't think there's any concern, Tom, in terms of how Quinn Ewers is going to handle the moment. It's just when adversity hits and you know you're going to get a faceful of it on Saturday, can he continue to be that guy that he was in the opener of, hey, shake it off, go on to the next play, and just have that, that short memory? How much can Gary Patterson help this football team in a week like this? Well, Ward, uh, Gary Patterson's not going to be out there spying Bryce Young. So from that standpoint, I mean, there's only so much you can do when you're facing a team like Alabama. Um, you know, I, I obviously, you know, when Sark talks about the game plan being in for three months, I mean, that's anybody you get ready for a non-conference play. I mean, the, the guts of that game plan are going to be done months in advance. And Gary Patterson, from everything I've heard and we've heard at Horns 24-7, he, he's – done a lot of work to put this game plan in for Texas, at least in terms of the advanced scouting type stuff. Um, I do think if there's one area where he can help Texas, and then I think this is the big area where he's tried to help Pete Kwiatkowski, and, and this is going to be the main thing that I'll be tracking with this Texas defense throughout the year, is can you pair your front and your coverages together and make them make sense? Right, like last year, there were times where you would look at what Texas was doing up front, you would look at what they were doing on the back end, and nothing tied together. It didn't make sense. It was just this, this just jumbled mess, and you got the products you got on defense. So, to me, that to me is the brilliance of Gary Patterson: matching your fronts and your coverages in the right way, to where everything makes sense, everything fits together. Uh, I do think, guys, as crazy as this might sound. I do think Texas is going to play a lot of man coverage in this game. I mean, Alabama's got a wide receiver core. They're talented, but it's mostly an unproven group. Uh, you're going to have guys like like Kobe Prentice and Trayshawn Holden uh, really on the road in these big-time roles that they've been in for the first time. Uh, and, and Sark has talked all offseason. Look, they put an emphasis on wanting to play tighter coverage on the back end, wanting to be more physical with guys. I think, I think that Texas secondary, I think you're going to see them try to test Alabama early on. But getting back to your question, what I think that's where you're going to see, you'll see some Gary Patterson influence. Hopefully, if things are going right for Texas, it's just when you look at what they're doing up front, you look at what they're doing on the back end, it, it, it's going to make sense. It's going to mesh together. Visiting with Jeff Howe from Horn247Sports.com and uh, 1049 Horn FM. Jeff, what's the vibe in Austin about this game? Other than the fact that everybody's upset that it's at 11 a.m. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's good. I think everybody's excited. Everybody's ready for a party. You know, I think uh, three years ago when LSU came to town, man, I, and I know, look, you guys have been to football games in Austin. It, it's not – DKR is not the most intimidating place to play. It's not uh, – you wouldn't rank that stadium in terms – historically in terms of atmosphere. You wouldn't rank it in the top 10, maybe the top 20 in the country. Uh, but this fan base is shown, man, when there's a big-time opponent that comes to town, uh, they can get up for it. And, and I think, too – the fact that you know, Chris Del Conte, everything he's done since he took over as the athletic director to improve the atmosphere around the stadium, make it more inviting for fans, it's helped the atmosphere inside the stadium. But overall, Tom, I, I, you know, there, granted, you can search your preferred social media platform and you'll see, you know, some Texas fans trying to talk to themselves and, hey, Alabama isn't any good and they're overrated and Texas can go win this game. I think the vast majority of Texas fans, though, I think the vibe is, hey, this is going to be a really good test to see where all this off-season overhaul that Sark implemented, kind of where is it? This will set the baseline, and where do you go from here? Because I, I don't think Tom Texas fans, at least the the, the majority of the fans I've talked to, I don't know that they're 
focused on the result of this game, and I don't want to say they've resigned themselves to a loss, but again, they understand the deal. I think it's going to be whatever the result is on Saturday. How does Texas flip that and respond next week when a really good UTSA team is going to come into town? I think that's kind of the vibe and just tracking the progress of this team is okay. Saturday is going to be what it's going to be for better or for worse, but whatever that result is, how do you how do you spin whatever happens forward and get ready for a really good UTSA team before you you go to love it for the Big Twelve opener? Jeff, what are you working on for uh, Horns twenty four seven right now? Yeah, um, Bama prep started yesterday, so today it'll be kind of looking at some matchups, getting familiar with Alabama's personnel. Uh, we've got some good. It's going to be a massive recruiting weekend for Texas. So uh, Mike Roach and Hudson Standish, my colleagues there on the site, nobody in the Texas market better than them. Uh, on the recruiting front, tons of podcasts are up on the site. Got that Longhorn Blitz podcast posted. So uh, we are full on. ULM, Tom, is very much in, in the rear view now. Uh, it's all looking forward to, uh, to a game that I think is going to be a lot of fun uh, on Saturday. Jeff, thanks. Appreciate your time. I know you're busy. You got a show to get ready for. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Yeah, and any any time you're uh, you're dealing with Craig, Tom, as you know, that's, uh, that's a handful. <laughs> Try to get ready for it. So. I hear you. Thanks for your time. We'll see you, Jeff. Uh, Jeff <laughs> Jeff Howe from Horns Twenty Four Seven Sports dot com and uh, One Hundred Four Nine The Horn FM. He's uh, he's Craig Waste Partner on the radio. Uh, Eight forty four, sixteen away from nine o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. What would you take away from that? Uh, it, it, I mean, it almost sounded like you know. I, I don't know. White flags waving. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and, and he, the one thing I will say, and I think it's 100% correct, and no matter what the result is, you've got a game in seven days. You got to, I mm-hmm. mean, whether, you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you got to put it in the rearview mirror and go get ready for the next one. And that's what he was talking about with UTSA. I didn't realize, because I haven't paid attention to their schedule that closely. But they start the season with three consecutive home games. ULM, Alabama, and then UTSA next week. Good scheduling. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, 845. We're 15 away from nine. There's more of game time coming up in just a couple of minutes. The Mark Coaches Show with Kevin Hoffman is brought to you by InCommons Bank. There's a lot of moving parts. You had to change days. You had to change locations. How did that affect your football team and in, in and uh, your performance on Thursday night? Oh, I don't think it affected us one bit. I mean, uh, we knew about two weeks out uh, that uh, there was an official uh, shortage and problem, and we didn't have official schedule for the game. We tried, uh, you know, that week before, we tried to get another crew from from anywhere in the state of Texas to play the game on Friday night in Marlin, and uh, like it was scheduled, but that all fell through, and uh, and, you know, I, I kept the kids uh, updated and told them that, you know, more than likely there were going to be changes. They were going to have to learn to, you know, adjust and adapt. And and uh, and that, that's what they did. So uh, we got all that straightened out, played on Thursday night, and uh, dealt with a little bit of weather. But uh, uh, other than that, uh, it was a good night for us. Always you can find ways and areas to improve. But just how well are are, are your kids playing right now, uh, two weeks into the season? You beat a very good Marlin team, forty-one to six. Oh yeah, we we uh, we think that uh, defensively we're we're way ahead of uh, you know where we were at this time, uh, you know last year and the year before that, and uh, um, you know defensively we're 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 playing as well as uh, 
as I think we have in a long time. Uh, you know, offensively, it, it, it's still, uh, you know, we're, we're doing some good stuff, but uh, there, there's more to uh, uh, our offense that we want to continue to work on and get better at. And then, you know, obviously, uh, uh, we we want to, you know, stop the turnovers. We had a couple fumbles and, uh, you know, so uh, we, we're going to continue to work on uh, uh, ball security, and, and that's important. And, uh, you know, special teams is still a work in progress. We, uh, you know, we're, we're going to continue to to evaluate our special teams and what we're doing and uh, uh, continue to try to get better at those things. What are the challenges for uh, this week against Italy? Well, the number one challenge is us. Uh, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, looked at that Marlin game and had it on the, uh, the you know, circled on their schedules to uh, – you know, since last year, last go back to last February when we put it on the schedule. Uh, you know, so the challenge is, uh, you know, the, the the kids and everybody's uh, patting them on the back, telling them how good they are, and telling them what a great job they've done, and all those types of things. So, uh, uh, you know, the kids got to be humble and and take that with a with a grain of salt and understand that uh, you know they beat a good team. Uh, you know, let's turn the page and let's get on to Italy, and uh, uh, so that's what hopefully. Uh, you know, our biggest challenge will be is to, you know, not not uh, be overconfident, uh, be humble, and uh, know that you better uh, go to work this week or, uh, you know, an Italy uh, football team that, uh, that that can beat you. ESPN Central Texas. In Commons Bank is rooting for all of our local teams this football season. While you gear up for game days this fall, why not earn money at the same time? With the new Mars Rewards checking account from In Commons Bank, you can earn money every time you swipe your debit card. Earn while snagging spirit shirts, snacks, and supplies for celebrations after the big win with the Mars Rewards debit card. It's the perfect card for everyday purchases. Visit us in person or online at incommonsbank.com forward slash Mars to find out more information. Member FDIC. Are you in the market to buy or sell a home and need an agency to deliver excellent results? Camille Johnson Realtors is excited to assist you with one of the most important decisions for you and your family. Whether it be residential or farm and ranch properties, Camille and her all-star team of agents are ready to help buyers and sellers through what can be a stressful period in their lives. Enjoy the multiple listings, community and school information, and photos of the area on their website, CamilleJohnson.com. Camille Johnson Realtors is a proud supporter of Baylor Athletics. Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one easy-go golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of easy-go and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars has the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor has moved up a spot in the AP poll and two spots in the coaches poll. Alabama is still number one, now followed by Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, and Michigan. Texas A&M and Oklahoma start the next five in both polls. Then the coaches have Baylor, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma State. Notre Dame, Baylor, and USC finish off the AP top ten. Mary Harden Baylor remains on top of the D3 football poll with Harden Simmons and Trinity also in the top ten. The Crusaders are at number six Wisconsin Whitewater this Saturday. Former Baylor football coach Guy Morris has passed away at the age of 71. He also coached at Kentucky and A&M Commerce after his playing days at TCU and the NFL. The Rangers beat the Astros 4-3. They finished the season series tonight in Houston and you can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Here's the set and the 2-2 pitch. Hit on the ground a second. Simeon's got it. Throws to first, and the ball game's over. The losing streak is over. The Rangers have beaten the Astros by the score of 4-3. to three. The Rangers beat the Astros by a score of 4-3. to three. Don't tell me they can't win those one-run games. Even a blind squirrel. <laughs> so, so the nine-game skid is over, and the... The fight for the wild card begins. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> They're just 17 games out of the wild card with a month mm. ago. <laughs> they won't win 17 games. Uh, they're 59 wins right now. I mean, they're one shy of last year, 60. <laughs> I think they'll get there, don't you? They've got a month left. Yeah, they'll get there. All right. Okay, I don't know if you saw this, but this is, I, I think, a pretty cool, pretty cool deal. And, and, and Ryan, keep me up to t- uh, up to speed on the time. I know we got to get to uh, Mike Greenberg and and all that stuff. So, uh, but si dot com has a has a cool story, and it's about the the playoff system. Ward about expanding to twelve teams, and if there would have been a twelve team format going all the way back to twenty fourteen, twenty fourteen through twenty twenty one, if you have a twelve team format. The Big Ten would have placed 23 teams in the playoffs. The SEC would have placed 22 teams in the playoffs. How about that? Big 12 would have had 14. Pac-12 would have had 12. ACC would have had 12. The AAC would have had a 6. The MAC Conference won. The Mountain West Conference won. And the Sunbelt Conference won. So Hmm. there you go. That's, That's pretty cool. Uh, appearances by teams, if, if going back to 2014 and in, in these projections, Oklahoma would have been in the playoffs six times. Baylor would have been in the playoffs three times. TCU two times, Kansas state once, Oklahoma state once, Iowa state once. I find that interesting. And, and last year, Baylor would have been a top four team. So they would have drawn a bye in 2021. So, that's just SI kind of putting something together. I, I found that I found that very interesting. And, and look, without this format, are we talking about Iowa State, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Baylor in, in postseason play? Without a twelve team format, if it's just four teams, I I don't know. Maybe how many? Okay, it's a fourteen playoff right now. How many times has Iowa State been in it? Zero. Okay, that's kind of my point. That's. I mean, I think I think this creates opportunity 
for everybody. Sunbelt well, Conference. It, it creates opportunity, but not for everybody. It, there's still going to be limitations. Until you get conference champions, automatic bids, it, it's not an opportunity for everybody. It just won't be. See, I think it is. I, I think that you're going to look at a at a Mountain West Conference champion and go, I, you know what? The, they deserve one of those at-large spots. They may deserve, but they're probably not going to get in. Well, it's if still they, a committee. If they it's don't. still a committee. If they don't, then you've still got a flaw in, in the program. Well, they're – there will be a flaw until you have automatic bids. All right. We got to go. That's it for us. Uh, thanks for being a part of the program. For Ward and Ryan, I'm Tom. We'll see you in the morning at 7.